Yo, yo, what up? This is my name is Jump. Hey, I'm Dylan Bell with Low Files Media. This is OBG. This is La Sparka. This is Natty Snaps. Hi, I'm Boogie. And I'm Tazilla. We're West, West Coast Dreams. You're listening to BC. BC. BC Underground Hip Hop Podcast. BC Underground Hip Hop. You listen to BC Underground Hip Hop Podcast. Love for us all day, motherfucker. BC Underground Hip Hop. Get it because you need it. Watching this, y'all are my people. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Little Bucket. We back at the BC Underground Hip Hop Podcast. We got our guest in the building, local producer, Starcore. You want to shout out yourself? What's up, Starcore? Yeah, yeah. Where can we, uh, where can we get all your music at? Uh, hit me up on Instagram at Beats by Starcore. Sick, sick. You're all about Instagram, eh? Yeah, that's what it's about right now. I'll uh, I'll start the interview off with that that question. What uh, what platforms do you use the most to communicate with your customer base? Uh, I think that'd be Instagram, based on the fact that uh, everybody eats with their eyes. So uh, I upload yeah. snippets, and uh, rather than just text conversations, uh, I'd rather people sort of see me through the music and the visuals, right? So I definitely get hit up in my DMs a lot just because they're eating with their eyes, and it's not just a Facebook post, you know what I mean? Keeps it uh, diverse. Yeah, it, it's a little more uh, intimate for you too, because they get to they get to see you know a little more. Like when it's when it's just a text, it's not so much like uh, like they're listening listening to the beat, but you you got your Instagram pictures there too, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a little bit more. I don't know, man. I just find it uh, it's the best platform I think for anything creative because like i said even with the picture and the moving video you can add your caption and sort of reach your targeted audience through text through there right and it's it's kind of a shorter video too right because youtube most people they upload the full beat and then that picture gets boring no for sure definitely that's why you gotta i don't know that's why i'm trying to like push producers towards like moving visuals and stuff like that because i say that a lot where people eat with their eyes a lot right Big a simple image is not gonna it's not gonna reel people in right they got to be entertained yeah i actually just ran into that issue uh i dropped a little like uh, a snippet of uh one of my verses for this track i'm working on and like i dropped it as like a promo on my facebook page but i um i put a picture up first and then the video like 15 seconds in because i just cut out some of the video that was looking retarded and then uh I should have just put other video up on it because a bunch of people didn't look at it simply because it was a picture. They thought it was just going to be audio. Exactly. Like I said, it it doesn't matter what it is. If it's moving and they're, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's just, it just hits people differently and they're attracted to that rather than just a still image. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, What, what platform did you start using to, to promote your beats? Uh, that was Twitter. And I Twitter, used Twitter, yeah. Twitter for the, like the first four years, just because it was easy to reach out to artists. And uh, they had the search function where uh, you could just type in send beats, and it would just bring up a giant list of independent artists, bedroom artists, just people making music period. So I got my followers up decently on there. And then I came over to Facebook, uh, just for the local aspect. 
just to connect with people locally. And I literally haven't touched Twitter in the past, say, four to five years, other than just looking for potential targets for for beats, right? Right, so, right. Is that, uh, is that mainly what you use just for networking? What's that, Twitter or Facebook? Well, I mean, is that what you use Twitter for is networking then? Yeah. Just that's it. Just that's uh, it. exactly. Even booking emails from, say, uh, the larger major artists, they usually put their booking emails in their, on their Twitter. So yeah, I see. So, uh, because the major artists, they do not fuck with Facebook at all. No, yeah, they really don't, so, eh? You really, yeah. Producers out there, you really just don't try to hit up any major artists on Facebook because A, there's probably a marketing company running that, or B, they just don't give a fuck about Facebook, period. So Yeah, yeah. What was the what was the first recognized artist that you worked with? Uh, I'm probably going to say it was Rob Mills from Miami. Um, I did a song with him, like, I don't know, that was like six or seven years ago and it was called brand new. And, uh, he actually shot a video for it in Haiti. And during the photo shoot, they were shot up. Um, the whole, the whole video was shot up. So he captured that on film and yeah, that, that guy was based out of Miami and that ended up going into the clubs down in Miami and the strip joints and everything. So that, that was probably wow. like first, first decent record that I put out. And what, what kind of terms did you set? Like with, uh, did you sell that excuse exclusively or was that like a beat lease? Like how did that guy get the beat from you? That was a straight up exclusive when my prices were super, super low and cheap and I was a rookie and I just wanted to get people on my beats. And so, yeah, I see. Yeah. So he just kind of like hopped on it. So it was an opportunity and was like, man, that's fucking fire beat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so that's dope. That's dope. So what what inspired you to first start producing? Like, how'd you get into it? Uh, I was an artist. Like I was an artist for say four to five years, but the big thing with me is I know a lot of people know this about me is I'm pretty elusive. I'm kind of like a shadow. So I had opportunities to get on the stage. I just never did. And as soon as I figured out that I just couldn't fuck with the stage stuff, I was like, man, I literally need to be Oz. I need to be Oz in the background making the music for the artists. Like I love writing. I love all that stuff. I like making music. Like I got a mic and a setup in my house, but right. man, I just want to be that, that guy in the background that creates the canvas. That's wicked, man. You make pretty good canvases too. I'll say that. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what was, what would you say your style was when you've been getting producing? Like, uh, I think because, because I'm an old head, I sort of like reached towards like the boom bap sound yeah. And then, then I discovered Lex Luger and Southside and all kind that. And I got ball. super inspired. Yeah. I got super inspired by that South sound. So my first three years was basically just boom bap and that hard South Lex Luger ish 808 mafia sort of sound. Totally. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how did it evolve from there? Uh, I think that was just, just over time, you, as a producer, you, the, the more years and the more hours you put in, you sort of like, you create your own sound, like you learn over the years, little tricks and little sort of creative ways to make it your own. And I think I'm at a point now where somebody can hear a record, and they hear a song, and they can be like, man, that's a Starcore beat. I get my friends tell me that all the time. They're like, man, like, I went through this record. I went through this record and man, I knew that was your beat. So yeah. Yeah. 
standing out like that and and sort of having your own like creative energy on a beat is is probably your your goal as a producer man you know what i mean like you want to have you want to sort of like set yourself apart from the rest of the crowd type thing you know what i mean so yeah having an down yeah i think i'm i think i'm at that level now and it's taken years but no man that's how it is so if i was to type you know into a search bar star core type beat what would i hear what am i what am i gonna what what sounds am i gonna hear oh man uh that could be like a a mac miller slash uh billy eilish slash walk of flocka like it's man i try to like drive genres together like i think i think that's what i really try to do is i try to bring like the boom bap and the the big fat distorted 808s i try to like mend everything together right i just have fun with it that way right totally man that's dope that's dope where do you where do you pull inspirations from for your style then uh just listening to old old records like right now i'm i'm totally flipping 90s r&b samples and that's like that's my era right like i'm an 80s baby so i grew up through all that uh all that smooth R&B stuff, but you totally. kind of just, you go back in time, right? Like I could go listen to Wu-Tang 36 Chambers and make the hardest boom bap beat of my life. Like I sort of just, I'll just dip into some old stuff and just recreate something new, right? Totally, totally. Did you ever listen to any other kind of uh, genres like rock or blues or no, man. jazz? We oh definitely like the Metal. Michael Jacksons like I oh, love yeah. Nelly Furtado for a long oh, time like man I I was all over the place with genres the number one genre I do not fuck with though is country music I, well, I hear that a lot with hip hop artists man, man country music man anyone in the hip hop industry they just don't they don't seem to fuck with it yeah just I don't know it's dry it's uh, dog I feel you and I I play guitar for forever as a, a teenager my cousins actually. Uh, like uh, a lead singer of a band he just broke up in alberta tacoma and he tried to get me to play guitar he was like trying to influence me to play guitar country style and learn Uh-oh. like the uh nashville lick oh geez like, i was like bro get out of here go away like i'm i'm a heavy metal rapper uh, i'm a heavy metal guitarist like i like shredding <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he didn't get it and uh at the time i didn't i didn't realize it was about the money you know, like there's good money in country and that's, that's all it's oh, for sure. So uh, like what, what genres of music did you like grow up on? What are, what, what are your favorite uh, artists from each of them? I'm going to say stuff like uh CCR and like, Oh, big stuff. Killing. Tom, Tom Petty and, and just all the old classic rock oh, stuff. Is Walsh, that stuff. Exactly, man. That's what I grew up with. Um, and I mean, as it, as we got older, I sort of like dipped into the Nirvanas and the the grunge era, like the Bush and the, all that stuff. Papa Roach, like I was huge into all that stuff. Even exactly. like Slipknot and all that, like I was huge into every genre. But yeah, the classics, man, the classic classic rock just kills everything. No, it does totally. Do you see? Do you see any of that influence in your music these days? Oh, definitely. Like, like melodies or, or you know, choruses that you create in your in your beats. Like, kind of what kind of stuff do you feel that rocks up? Uh, just i think it would be like progressions and i mean beats nowadays are so simple like you listen to classic classic rock yeah you listen to classic rock and you hear these like six seven minute solos of like insanity and nowadays like if i was to put like bridges and and all these like 
intros and stuff like that the beat wouldn't sell so i mean i'd love to i'd love to kick it old school way and put like a 10 minute beat together with shitloads of bridges and stuff but it just doesn't work these days but you know there is a market for that right and in uh like rave music have you ever started made edm style music like that yeah i've made about five edm tracks (laughs) they're super they're super in depth and they take a lot of time man yeah they really do it's like four four to ten hours just to do one edm track right because there's so many drops there's so much transition and yeah i i don't know man i love edm and i i love the vibe like it's kind it's, of it's a passion, hey. It's something exactly. you gotta, you gotta be focused on. Yeah, no, for sure. So you use uh, FL Studio, right? Definitely. Yeah, you swear by it up and down, pretty. pretty oh hard. yeah. Is there anything you would change about about FL Studio if you could uh, talk to like uh, the editors or the the software managers? I think it's I think it's simple but advanced, and I've sort of grown with it. So um, as far as like changing it, maybe like sampling like i know they got slice x and things like that but if there was a deeper chopping formula i think that would be definitely positive for that program okay and uh what have there been any other like uh digital audio workspaces that you've used uh actually mixcraft i used to use mixcraft back in the day uh for just recording freestyles and stuff like that um what else garage band yeah i've heard that quite a bit i've never used garage band or even yeah i sort of tried every every one to sort of find my own lane and then i just fell in love with fl yeah hey fl's fl's pretty sweet i've uh i've taken a liking to it myself yeah it's simple but advanced which is good right like you you can definitely work on it but then if you want to go deeper and sort of you know get more in depth with it it's it's not hard to pick that up no it's really easy to do simple basic stuff on it exactly i think that's what i like about it the most so when did you realize you were beginning beginning to make make a name for yourself uh let's see um i think it it honestly was around let's say when that whole prada beef surfaced i know I, i didn't want to talk about this but I think when that Prada beef surfaced and he tried to turn his entire fan base against me, yeah, um, for it sure, motivated me like crazy, dude. Like, okay, I had so many terrible DMs and I I was pretty much laughing the whole time. But as soon as that hit, I don't know, it like kicked my kicked me in the ass to like go ten times harder. And then it was junk. My table, junk. Right. My table was like, dude, I don't know. Th- that was a huge huge momentum swing i think for me and for junk at that time and i think that shit just i don't know it just skyrocketed my motivation and everything so but yeah definitely when all that shit went down with prada i was i was sort of like you know i was floating around and i was producing for this person and this person and this person but dude i don't know that shit lights a fire under your ass man i put put, uh prod by star starcore into the the youtube there and there's a ton of people i've seen that you worked with yeah yeah the uh, the list goes on and on yeah. so did that beef with uh did prada did it change your approach to the local hip-hop scene then uh i kind of stayed away from the local hip-hop scene for the first five years but after that situation it was almost like i wanted to 
because he he had so many people turn against me it was like it wasn't me wanting to win them back it was me you know how you you want to prove yourself and prove your worth type thing or prove people wrong it was like it was sort of that mentality um but i feel like i won you know what i mean i feel like from that day and all that shit happened i've just sort of i don't know man i just started walking up up the steps one by one and now i'm where i'm at so didn't let anyone just break you down eh? exactly and now i have those same people that were that were angry at me and bothering me and dming me apologizing to me in my dms asking for beat packs yeah totally and that that actually was one of the questions i was going to ask you is uh have you turned down the offers uh, what happens then? I mean, it depends on what they said to me. I, I've had actually a lot of people that blocked me from that whole situation. Like I said, unblock me, apologize for this, that, and the other thing. And then, Hey man, can I get a pack of beats? Blah, blah, blah. So they just get, they just get taxed. I feel you. That's good. That's smart. That's the way to do it though. Yeah. I'm a humble dude. I'm not, I'm not even, even the whole like shit that went down with him. I was like super level headed. I wasn't making threats or any dumb shit. I was just keeping it smooth. I was keeping it real and I was keeping it humble. Yeah. So, have you ever I'm not trying to down, make enemies, right? So have you ever turned down beats for, from an artist you just thought was too active rap on your shit? Uh, the first few years I was pretty much giving them away, but at this point, um, I like, so my first, my number one with artists is if you approach me and you ask for beats, the first thing I ask you is, can I see a music video? So if you don't have a music video done, I know that you're not worth investing in because you're not investing in yourself. So you know what I mean? If there's no drive on their side, then there really isn't a point in me working with them. No, that's a really good point. Have you ever uh, regretted selling beats? Like not beats, but selling a beat to a specific artist? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely where I, I've cut my, like I've uh, shorted myself so many times over the years. And um, you know what I mean? I could have been, I had a had bigger opportunities. And in my head, I'm like, damn, that beat would have been perfect for so-and-so and so-and-so. But I sold it to this this other dude over here for for yeah. pennies and yeah that ha- that happens all the time man has anybody asked you for uh for a beat that you've like previously sold to someone else and they they heard it before you so before you took it off uh yeah i actually had that the other day but oh, he was like wild. oh man he's like oh he's like yeah i heard that guy did the song with that beat blah 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 uh just sell it to me exclusively again i'm like dude man what is That's- this that's bad business bro this is not how it works (laughs) or i've had people be like oh man recreate this beat and recreate this beat i do not do that i do not recreate other people's like vibes and and what they did i'm just not open to that type of shit i feel you i feel you some guys they're about recreation beats you know some guys just don't they don't rock with it yeah so i've noticed some producers strictly sell exclusives they don't do the leases what is it about leases that you know is uh appealing to you uh leases i did that for for what six seven years it's slow paper um there's 10 different artists that hop on one beat and i actually had a real good business conversation with one of the local big dudes out here and he told me straight up he's like man like you are so good 
you're so profitable. Don't sell leases because it, it sort of weakens your value. So ever since I had that conversation, I've, I mean, I did the mystery box type shit. I think that was two weeks ago where I wanted to give an opportunity to the people that don't have the funds, um, a chance, you know what I mean? So I'll do that occasionally, but as far as leasing, I don't do leasing anymore. Just, just for the fact that, um, it just dumbs down your value. I think Big time. And I know a lot of producers make, they make thousands of dollars off selling $25 leases, but again, there's 20, 20 different dudes rapping over the same beat. And I've definitely learned that that's, it's not a positive in this game. Yeah, no, that's, that was another thing I was going to ask you if, when you were selling leases, how do you, uh, how do you sell an exclusive of that lease once it's already been, you know, rented out as a lease? Well, if it's rented out as a lease, they have up to 2000 copies sold, but when the exclusive gets sold, that lease cannot be um, published, say on Spotify or any of your streaming services because the sole owner will cancel that out. And do you let the artist know? Is it is it up to you to tell the person you sold the lease to? Like, hey, I've sold an exclusive to this beat, and you can't. Your your shit's null and void. No, I can't keep track of that. Yeah. Like, so, the, like I said, so leasing is there's just way too many negatives, and that's why I've sort of strayed away yeah. from it. Do people ever ask for like refunds if that ever happens? Uh no, it's, that's good. It's in the contract. Yeah. There's no refunds. I've had people come to me and be like, oh man, I just heard your new pack. Can I switch this beat for this beat? Um, and I've done that with a couple of my my close artists, but I won't do that on the regular. Yeah. No, that's smart though. So you've made, um, you know, Boom Bap, you've made some some trap style. What, what, what would you, what do you prefer the most? Uh, something in between, like I said, I love crushing genres together and I've noticed um, that about you actually. Yeah. Like say for instance, I flip a sample and I throw boom bap drums on it. Right. Um, I like to throw a distorted 808 in there just to fucking fuck it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I was going to say that, uh, that's kind of why you and junk mesh so well. Cause he's, I've always called him a boom trap rapper. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what I would call myself as a producer is a yeah. boom trap producer. Yeah, that's it's like a fire mesh of them of both of them. And a lot of people are stuck in either one or the other and they hate one or the other. Exactly. Do you see the rift between boom bap and trap music in Van City? Uh, definitely. Like I think themselves. I think because Vancouver and the local scene has been so obsessed with boom bap and the old heads and and just that underground sound that that's why we're not caught up to the East coast. Right. For real. Like the East coast owns Canadian hip hop music. We, for years, all we pushed was boom bap and the underground sound. Like who, who in Vancouver and BC has, has broken those boundaries. And and you know what I mean? The East coast is, they don't have that sort of underground sound. They have their own Toronto, you know, the Drakes, the Tories, that sort of sound. Right. So um, I think we were lacking for, for years here, but now with the the younger generation catching on to the new wave, I'm seeing so much growth in BC and it's crazy. Like the amount of artists we have now compared to say five to 
six, seven years ago is crazy. It's it's quadrupled. Totally. What do you what do you think about baby no money? Baby, who's that? You don't know who baby no money is, eh? No. He's uh a guy from BC who's been like blowing up overseas. And oh, I th- I think you asked, somebody showed me him on the the forum. Yeah. And isn't that the guy where everybody thought that he was had like a financial backer put putting money into his marketing or something? I don't know. That's that's sort of last thing I heard. I think it was Stevie mm-hmm. Ross or somebody. I didn't hear about that, but um yeah. no, he he does work with like Young Gravy and uh I'm not sure if you know who that is, but they're kind yeah, of like an alternative style. What what would you call that style of of hip hop? That's like new, that's the new sound. That's like the Juice Worlds and the the it's just I don't know, man. Really that trap, sound, no, I know it's like uh it's like melody rap. Oh, super melodic, yeah. Yeah, sure. definitely. It's like sing rap, I guess you would call it. I don't know. Yeah. Because he just had that track, La La La, on Genius. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good for him. That Genius, uh, that's, that's pretty cool. And um, how, have you seen, uh, are, you, are you in the Producer Connect? Uh, Native? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Imperative's uh, group. He, he posts quite a bit of uh, how like beats are constructed, deconstructed. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about those? Would you ever put yourself on, on one of those? Like uh, if it, it was a high profile site, like... Uh a high profile situation where say I landed a, a huge placement and they wanted to see how the beat was broken down. I would totally do that for them. But in regular basis, I have secrets, man. Like totally. I'm not, I'm not trying to give my formula away. Okay. Yeah. That, no, that makes sense, man. So uh, if I was an artist looking to find some star core beats, where exactly do I go to find them and get a hold of you? Uh, that would be, Instagram is my number one. I think I'm up to like 1,600 beat posts on there. So, and it's just um, at Starcore. Uh, beats by Starcore. So instead of Beats by Dre, it's Beats Fact. by Starcore. That's sick, bro. And so you can't get leases anymore. How much are your exclusives, roughly? Uh, anywhere from 500 to 1k. That's pretty pretty legit, man. You got a good a good uh, price range there. So. You know, that pretty much concludes my questions for the uh, interview. Sweet. Is there anything else you'd want to add? Uh, just to the young producers and the young grinders, just don't get frustrated. Just keep going, man. Like things, things are up and down and you're going to learn from that and just keep grinding. Big time. All right, bro. Well, I appreciate you coming in for this interview. We will uh, talk to you soon. That has been the BC Underground Hip Hop Podcast. I'm out. Awesome. Peace.